Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I guess that means it's time for Tech Talk. I wonder if that's Doug on that lead guitar there. Not sure. <laughs> Good morning, Doug Swinhart. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if I had that kind of talent, Daddy? <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I would. Well, actually, this is a lot of fun. I know our listeners love this uh, this hour. They could have uh, multiple hours talking uh, computer problems, etc. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Doug Swinhart is our computer expert here. He has helped folks out here on WCCO for many years, many, many years, and he's going to be doing that this hour as well. Uh, if you have any kind of a computer-related question, you can either call Doug and chat with him, or you can send a text. Same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Again, call it in, text it in, but don't wait because we we always get so busy. Uh, we want to help out as many people as as we possibly can today. While we're waiting for some calls and text, uh, Doug, I want to mention that one of our listeners on last week's show mentioned uh, they had this old uh, HP computer. It's a, a ProBook. I think it was the forty five forty, and you said, "Hey, that was a great piece of machinery." Back then, well, oh, I have to tell you, you know, something. The, the forty-five series, the ProBook series, is a it's a tremendous series, and they are still available today. Um, yeah, they they're a, they're a great machine. In fact, um, I ordered two refurbs last week, and I can't say enough good things about them. That this was this is a great series in the HP line. Great series, and especially for people. With well, business, I have to. They're well-built, yeah. they're heavy-duty, they're just nice machines. Well, because of that listener's text, uh, I uh, I dug up my uh, my old uh, pro book, and oh. I thought, doggone it, this, this, let's see if this is, so my son, Tony, put in a new SSD hard drive. All right. <laughs> and I have to, it is, and he, he loaded Linux that you've talked about. Aha. Uh-huh. I want to tell you something, I am very impressed. Oh yeah, not, not just just like you've spoken with, about Linux before and this computer, and that's exactly what I'm using now as we're doing the show. Oh, so excellent! Turns out really well. Oh, that's I have to say, he did the work. I I didn't do it; he did it. Uh, but, uh, well, you know the thing do. is, Linux is just it's um it's tight programming. It's well put together. Uh, if I do a dual yeah. boot with Windows on uh, part of the hard drive. And Linux on another partition, same hard drive. Windows, when it's lean and mean, 
haven't even begun to put on software yet, takes about 17 to 18 gigabytes of disk space. Linux, full blown, all the software installed, everything that somebody could possibly need, a little over five gigabytes. With computers, <laughs> smaller is better. The less to process, the faster they process, and the less things to go wrong. So that's a, that's like a three times the, the, the files, and it's not done yet. So, yeah, it's a, Linux has really come a long ways. I don't know if people are aware of this, but I read a statistic a while back. Linux increased in users last year worldwide by 73%. That's a huge increase. Wow. That, that, yes. That's enormous. I, I don't know the exact numbers, and I think they have trouble keeping count on them, but that's uh, that's substantial. No, I'm I'm very impressed. That was my, and again, you and I, have to, uh, you've talked about it for years, and I've never uh, experienced it until uh, Tony came and put this uh, program together. And I want to tell you, with that new hard drive, this is a lot faster computer than I had before. <laughs> Sure. Well, see, that's part of what needs to be acknowledged as well. That solid-state drive is really the majority of the speed increase that you are experiencing. Um, you can take any computer that has a SATA drive interface, no matter how old it is. At bare minimum, that computer will perform, you will increase the performance minimum four times. Uh, now, on a newer oh, machine, sure sometimes it's 10 to 15 times, and they just get up and move. And with a laptop or a notebook, uh, it really is a no-brainer. There's no moving parts on a solid-state drive, so they're going to be a lot more stable. Uh, they're lighter. They take a fraction of the power, and the 2.5-inch SSDs create little to no heat whatsoever. So with a laptop or a portable device, it's really a no-brainer, especially at the price. I picked up a 256-gigabyte solid-state drive a couple of days ago on Amazon for $28. That's just insane. <laughs> uh, it was on it sale. Really Most of the time, they're 34 But still, even at $34, my goodness, that's a tremendous boost for 30 bucks. Now, I know we're going to take a quick break here in a moment, but I, I am talking to my son about uh, my uh, desktop, my Mac. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. It might be a twenty-one inch screen, but I can't. Remember. But that that's a that's a tougher a job, isn't it, to uh, take off that screen and to put in a new hard drive in that uh, that older Mac? Is it not? Um, I think of it this way: when when you're working on a Mac, uh, make sure you got all your ducks in a row and take a breath and be prepared to spend a little bit more time. To work on a Mac, one needs to have a greater amount of finesse. Uh, it really, they're fun to work on. And when you achieve the upgrade on a Mac, it's really dynamite. And there's lots of information out there on the Internet that yeah. explain exactly how to take them apart so you don't damage anything. Uh, there are several companies on the Internet. Probably the best place to buy parts, a little bit more expensive, but you can be assured you're getting the right one, is uh, Otherworld Computing, OWC.com. And they have some relationship, obviously, with Apple that is really strong. And if you need hmm. any help at all, they are unbelievable with their support. They'll stay on the phone with you six, eight hours 
during the repair. <laughs> They've got videos oh that goodness. show you piece by piece what to do and uh, a full array of, uh, of parts and upgrades for the Apple Mac line. Um, great people. But, yeah, Macs are fun to work with. Just slow down, do some extra research, and they're well worth the time. They're a great, great piece of equipment. Um, we'll have to chat about that to- Mac some more. Yeah, let's do that, indeed. Well, let's take a break here and invite our listeners to call in or text in. And again, we tend to get busy here, so don't wait. If you have any kind of a computer-related question for Doug, 651-989-9226 is the phone number. It's also the text number, 651-989-9226. We'll grab calls and texts when we come back here on our Tech Talk show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to Tech Talk here on A3OWCCO. Denny Long here with my friend uh, Doug Swinhart, who's our computer expert, helped us here on CCO for many, many years, helping you out again this morning. Doug, we have textures. I know we have callers as well. So I, I saved a couple from last week. I promised our listeners that uh, we'd try to catch up on a couple of them anyway. So okay. let's, uh, let's do that first. Um, it says this, my computer downloaded the new Windows 10, now it gave Edge Chrome. I'm not sure what that means. What is this text? Uh, Microsoft came out with a new browser, and for the first time in the history of Microsoft, they actually used a Chrome core to build the browser. And hmm. Google Chrome is open source software, and people can do this legally. That's perfectly fine. I like the new Edge browser. If, if you uh, must use uh, a Microsoft product, for a specific website, which is still happening very rarely, but it does. But out of all the browsers that they've come out with, I think that the Microsoft Edge browser, I think it's the best. And it's that Chrome core that does that. I'm glad to see that Microsoft went ahead and actually named it Chrome and gave them credit for using their core. It's a good browser. And hopefully the people will get it to operate properly. I do know that some people have had issues with transferring bookmarks in, but they'll get that solved in a hurry. It's just far too big an issue for them to let go. I like the browser, and I hope that helps. Great text. Good. 651-989-9226 for your phone calls or text messages for Doug. Speaking of phones, let's go back to the phones. Pam is calling in from Lionel Lakes, I believe. Pam, you are on with Doug. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Hi. Um, I have a, hi. See, I have a question, actually, and and we think it might be related to the Windows or a router. We're not sure. But okay. we um, we just recently had some issues with our, our hardware. Um, different devices um, started to act up. Some were not connected to the Internet. Some were. Um, mm-hmm. We've got, like, an iPad that's connected now to the Internet, but our PCs can't, and now our phones can't. And it's stating that it's connected, no internet. Is that possibly a router issue? It is. Um, it's more. Yeah, I would be looking at that router first, and it could possibly be that you've got two subnets set up. If you have access to the router, I would be looking at um, at the names of the work groups. And make sure that the IP addresses internally are the same. Uh, that probably will solve your problem. What what what's a little what's got me a little stymied is the fact that well the Apple ones work and uh, the phones Android I would assume and Windows are no longer connecting. 
Uh, something's going on there that, that there's a machine there that is in control of your router on the Apple side. That's what it looks like at first glance. And I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, that line is open now. If you want to use it as a phone call, 651-989-9226 or send a text, same number. Uh, speaking of text messages, here's one that just came in. Uh, Doug, do you, it says this. Do you know anything about blind accessibility on Linux operating system? I'm not aware of any screen reader that might work on the platform. Thanks very much. Actually, the open source community has committed an enormous amount of resources to anything handicap related, or I I guess it's called a physically challenged these days. Uh, With a Braille keyboard, I can't think of a distribution that will not operate with a Braille keyboard. And for someone blind, that and speech and some type of response that's um, that's audible rather than the display. Anything that runs, yes, Linux is huge in that area. Uh, we'd have to do a little research to make sure we got the right Linux distribution with your hardware, but that that's it's enormous. And I think most sectors in um, in IT have really contributed to this greatly. Of course, enough is never enough. This is um, a big, big area. But I can guarantee that it's available. Uh, If I knew exactly what you had, I could probably do a little research myself and figure out what to do. Big thing is finding a good Braille keyboard that's comfortable. That's the start with any kind of visual. If if they're using Braille, that's where they begin. And great. We've never had a text like that before. That's great. No, absolutely. It's the first time. Uh, here's another one that just came in a bit ago. Uh, I have a Mac. I love it. But as a, well, let me put it this way. Uh, she says, as a mature lady, I have too much junk downloaded. I need someone to clean it up. Do I take that computer to you or Apple? I love listening to you, says Judy. Oh, well, Judy, thank you for the text. Uh, Apple is a very, very qualified. There's also a lot of software that will do what she needs to be done. The, the biggest problem I see, not only with Mac users, but PCs and Linux users as well, uh, we seem to have a tendency of saving things on our desktop. That's not good for the operation of the computer. And before too long, you've got a cluttered screen, and that makes it, in my opinion, more difficult to work with. But there's a, just a tremendous amount of software out there. The first one that comes to my mind for this lady is a, uh, software called Onyx, O-N-Y-X, just like the stone. And that's a free product you can download for Mac and start the cleanup there. That probably will take care of 50 to 60% of what is slowing that Mac down. And make sure you get your updates and it will last for years and years and years. Thank you for the text. Really good text. We have a few more to go here, as a matter of fact. Uh, This one, good morning, Doug and Denny. Uh, Your opinion on Libre, is it LibreOffice? You know, I've been, I've been I know, I know the word means free. But. For that for years. I, I don't know if there's a right or wrong. It's L-I-B-R-E, which apparently in, in, in French stands for free. But Libre, I call Libre, Libre Office Suite is absolutely wonderful. With Libre, we can open, edit, 
and save any Microsoft Office file in any version. It will save text files, HTML, which is uh, website files. It's just a tremendous product. And that also is open source. No. They survive on donations. Great. And you can install it right next to your Microsoft Office, and it won't interfere at all. It's a great program. That was part of this texture's question uh, of, of being compatible with uh, my existing Microsoft documents. That was the first question, which you've answered. And oh, yeah. The, the second the part of is, this is, text. Uh, the only thing is when you've got two, in, internally in Windows, you would have to make the decision which one you wanted to be the default. And that word default in computers is mm. huge. If we get an email, for example, and it's got a, a doc attached to it, when we click on that doc, the operating system, be it Windows, Linux, whatever, Mac, needs to know which of the two programs to use to open that file. That's your default. You can set your defaults to either Microsoft Office or LibreOffice or Microsoft Word would be for your Word docs and, and LibreCalc for your spreadsheets, for example. Uh, learning about defaults is huge, huge, huge for users. And once they see how it works, they go, oh, that's simple. It's uh, not near as complex as people think once they see it. But I, I really, I can't promote Libre enough. Been around for years. It just does all kinds of things. I, I love Libre. I used it for the first time. Uh, Tony loaded that up. Uh, it comes with the... Uh the Linux uh, system, and uh, I think it works great. I mean, I oh, really wonderful. found it very easy. Uh, nearly yeah. every now, the other text- nearly every Linux distribution comes with Libray, and there's several other open-source um, office suites, but Libray is the big one. It, it really is. It was a, a branch off of OpenOffice, which is still in existence, and but Libray, I think, has taken off and just really is the commander of this world. They've got a huge support staff. The users exchange information. Uh, you can take any document and, and convert it to a PDF right within the program. Nothing extra needed. There's all kinds of advantages to this. I think every computer should have it. And you can install it on a Mac, a Linux, Windows. It's truly cross-platform. It's a great yeah. program. This was a good text, Danny. Thank you. Now, the, uh, I know we have to break here, but the second part of the second question that this texter sent in uh, the, just wants an opinion, your opinion on the HP uh, ProDesk 600s. Is that a good product line? Oh, it is. Uh, ProDesk was actually made for um, uh, to be a, a, an enterprise-style computer, and they released it to the public as well. Yeah, ProDesks are fantastic. But I'm a bit biased to HP. I think they build good equipment. I like the support, and they're, uh, yeah, it's tough to beat, really tough to beat. Protests are outstanding equipment. All right. Well, let's do this, Doug. Let's take a quick break. We'll have a look at that hot forecast, and then remind our listeners we have a little less than a, a half hour to go here on the show. So if you have any kind of a computer-related question, I know we have some text messages. If you want to call in instead, same number, 651-989-9226. Let's take this break. And welcome back to our Tech Talk show here on CCO Radio around every Saturday in the 11 o'clock hour. Denny along here with Doug Swinhart helping you out. And we'll get you Doug's number, too. Uh, this is what he does for a living, and we appreciate his help, certainly, uh, every appearance here on CCO. But we'll, uh, we'll give you his phone number, too, if you need to get in touch with, uh, with Doug. We'll do that in uh, just a few minutes. 
Doug, we have a lot of text messages here. Uh, here's one. You're going to have to help me with this. I mean, I've heard of the wine, and we used to have a motel called the Thunderbird. Remember oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thunderbird. Uh, the wine on, that on, they're talking about is a program that's designed and created for Linux to run Windows and DOS programs. Hmm. It's come a long way over the years. It will not work with everything, but almost. It takes some uh, some serious research, a dedication and patience, but it's very effective. And some people think that that's an emulator. It's emulating a Windows operating system, and they say it isn't an emulator, and it really isn't. It's integrated right into the, the top shelf of uh, Linux, and Thunderbird is made by the same people who make Mozilla Firefox, and it's an email client. Looks and hmm. feels similar to Outlook. It really works well for people who require a, le- a local email client. Wonderful pro- program. Both can be downloaded free of charge and installed. Uh, Wine is uh, strictly Linux. Thunderbird can be installed on Mac, Linux, Unix, Windows, it's a, another truly cross-platform program. Great text. Dynamite text. And this texter says uh, with that Thunderbird, uh, the, this he or she is unable to connect to the server. Um, what does that mean, I do mean, know that says? certain things that have transpired with email, some email addresses, the servers where they're coming from, will require specific manual server settings, and dual authentication may also be part of that issue. Uh, that texter is free to give me a call, and I'll see if what I can work, or at least find them the information so they can put it on their own. Uh, it is doable, and it will work. If it's a valid server, and the server allows web-based, that's the only way I would go, is, uh, is web-based and IMAP. Uh, it'll do POP3, too, but that doesn't make sense today for anybody, I don't believe. Um, just a little research, and it'll happen. And, yeah, they're more than welcome to get a hold of me, and I will try to get back to them as soon as possible, and we'll get that corrected. Great. Time. All right, here's, uh, here's Doug's number, 651-552-9543. We'll give this to you before Doug leaves us. But, again, 651-552-9543. Uh, speaking of phones, Doug, let's go back to the phones. We have callers on the line uh, uh, waiting to ask you a question, like John is calling in from St. Paul this morning, I believe. John, Doug is listening. Yeah, this is John. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, sure. Uh, a question, this is a question regarding to a thumb drive. I've got a verbatim thumb drive that I've had for a couple of years, and now it won't load up for me. And I, I don't know if I can save the data that's on that or not. As production on these have increased. I have noticed myself that they, they really can't be trusted for backups. Uh, today, if I go and buy flash drives, thumb drives, um, I will generally buy 10 and expect to throw four of them away. But the price, it really doesn't matter. I mean, they're, they've come down in price so far. It does pay if you purchase a little bit more expensive one and get up into a, a, a well-known brand name. Toshiba is actually making good drives, and Samsung thumb drives or flash drives are extraordinary. 
I've had the best luck with uh, with the Samsung. If it's something you want to use quite a bit, but this is uh, this is common. You may be able to recover the data. It's possible if that thumb drive has gotten to the point where it is completely. If you stick it in your computer and the computer doesn't even see it, that's going to be a real issue. Um, I think the only way to recover that data, if it's this important, would be to take it to OnTrack in uh, Eden Prairie. But I don't even know if they would work on that for you. So you'd have to check. Mm. Uh, wish I had a better answer. Yeah. But thumb drives should be used for transferring data only. I would never recommend that as a source of storage being thought of as a backup on a long-term basis. They're just not stable enough anymore. And thank you for the call, and I wish I had better news. Yeah. Uh, Let's stick with a phone call here, and then we'll grab a bunch of text messages. Gene is calling in from uh, Coon Rapids this morning. Gene, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I want to just add a little something on the thumb drives. I've seen a lot of ads on Facebook and so forth about a thumb drive type thing that you can push it in and, and it will load your pictures and and it will organize them by date or whatever. Is that legitimate or is that just the same deal with the last guy you talked to? I have um, I have not seen that specific thing, but I'm going to believe that it is legitimate. What they've done is they've created a, a small script or program that will search your hard drive for, for photos and that kind of thing and sort them. Uh, I prefer that people understand how to do that manually first. And the big thing with cameras, they will automatically name the file. I think as soon as you get the pictures that you want to preserve and keep forever, you go right into Windows Explorer if you're running Windows or a file manager if you're running Linux, and you rename that file. So you can uh, actually sort it not only by date, but you can sort it as well by name and that kind of thing. And by the way, Google Photos, if, if you work with Google Photos a little bit, as you take those pictures, if you're on a smartphone, they can automatically be transferred up to the cloud to your Google Photos if you've got a Gmail account. And Google Photos has come so far over the years you can actually take and draw like a rectangle around somebody's face and give it a name, their name. And when you search your Google Photos, you can search by that name and it will do facial recognition and find all those photos, not only in your photos, but on the Internet as well. Phenomenal technology that that's happening. Get to know Google Photos and add that to your toolbox. You will be glad that you did. And thank you so much for the call. It's an excellent call. Oh, I'm going to do that very thing. Uh, let's see. I know we have to break in a couple of minutes. Let me read this text, and we'll get back to the phones. On Windows 10, Texter says, I found some programs stored on my desktop. How do I change them to just a shortcut without deleting the program? And are there any programs that have to be saved on the desktop? Um, this, is, uh, this is curious. If they installed the program on the desktop, it will require a reinstallation. And that's never a good thing to do. This happens when they saved a file to the desktop and then the desktop became their default. When they went to install the next program, it automatically defaulted to the desktop. They should have changed the path 
to programs, program files or program files x86, 64-bit or 32-bit. And But that should be corrected immediately. Those are robbing that system of precious random access memory and using RAM as storage. This is never a good idea on any operating system. Great tech. Did you say we got a call or two? Yes. uh, As a matter of fact, Gary is calling in from St. Paul this morning to ask you a question. Go ahead, Gary. Thanks for waiting. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, Doug, uh, you were uh, kind enough to install a SSD drive in my laptop, and uh, then when you did that, you also installed the the Linux, uh, I believe it's Linux Mint, so I I really enjoyed it, but... uh, I I, re, I have Comcast, and they provided me with a new uh, updated uh, modem, and and now I can't get the the the, uh, the Linux to to uh, hook up with the Wi-Fi, and uh, Microsoft did right away. That is interesting. With uh, with Linux, you always want to remember that Linux is all about security. If you go down to your network connection. That shows the Wi-Fi lower right-hand corner in Windows, and you and you left-click on that. You may have to scroll down to the bottom of that window and open up the networking window, and simply highlight your old wireless connection and delete it, and then restart it, and then retrain it, and you'll be just fine. If you have trouble with that, Gary, just give me a call. That's minutes on the phone. We'll take care of that in a jiffy. And thank you so much for the call. I hope that helps. Yeah, while we're heading to this break, let me give you Doug's uh, phone number, 651-552-9543. We'll give this to you before Doug leaves us. 651-552-9543. Let's take this break. We'll be right back with more Tech Talk here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And we're back on this Saturday morning. With more Tech Talk, thanks to the help we get from Doug Swinhart and your questions getting answered by phone and text as usual. Doug, we have a few minutes to go here. Let's see if we can't grab some more text and maybe a phone call or two. Um, Okay. Here's one that came in a bit ago. It says, I I have an older desktop that is running Vista, I think. I don't have all the specs handy, but I have been thinking of putting Linux on it. Can I run Windows-based software on a Linux? Great question. Um, I just got done with a machine that was sold in 2004 on HP and came with Vista. I put a solid-state drive in this machine, cleaned it all up, got all the dust out of it, resealed the processor to the motherboard. This thing just flies. Now, the question of can I run Windows and Linux, if you have enough computers, so you've got plenty of RAM, good fast hard drive like a solid-state, you can create, you can add to Linux a program from a small company here in the Twin Cities called Oracle, and it's called VirtualBox. And once that's installed, you can install Windows inside a VirtualBox running underneath Linux. Whereas now you're layering operating systems. So you will see some degradation of speed, but it's rock solid, rock solid. And the nice thing about that is once you've got your Windows set up, in VirtualBox, you can like take a snapshot, like a picture of the image and save the image. If it ever gets attacked by a virus, which is rare, um, but it could happen, 
or something gets corrupt, you just simply copy that image right over the top. You don't even have to reinstall it. Uh, well worth your time investment. Learn about VirtualBox. And every version of Linux I know will accept VirtualBox. It's a wonderful, wonderful piece of work. So the old computer might have not have enough horsepower to really make that an effective solution, but it would certainly be worth a try. I'd love to see that machine. I love these old computers. Thank you so much, Jenny, <laughs> for that text. That was great. Excellent. Uh, let's go back to the phone. Let's, uh, we have time for one more call, I believe. Catherine is calling in from Blaine this morning. Catherine, you're on CCO with Doug. Thank you so much, Doug, for taking my call. Well, Doug, you're I welcome. Have, I, I really appreciate this. I have a, it's a MacBook. It okay. is probably a 2010, but okay. I have problems when I'm trying to do something for, I have to do a different, uh, different things for my work. And when I get on there, a lot of times I will get pop-ups. How do I stop those darn pop-ups? Because it won't let me go any further. Your, if you've got a 2010 uh, MacBook, you are right on the verge of being what Apple would deem as an antique computer. I personally don't care for that term. And what happens is if you need to reinstall OS X, the server might not recognize your computer. Now, that said, I have taken numerous, a number of these older Macs, and I've put Linux on them, and they run wonderful. Here's the caveat. If you've got specific Mac software that you require, that's going to be a problem. Almost In almost any circumstance, we can find a Linux alternative, but people don't always want to learn new software. Uh, and it might not be exact, but your Mac would run wonderful with a new SSD drive in Linux. And if you're still running that Mac software, your pop-ups, I highly recommend that you use one of your browsers and you go to brave.com, B-R-A-V-E.com, download, install, and get to know the Brave browser. It's wonderful. You can almost get rid of all your pop-ups just with that browser. It's a tremendous piece of work. It's uh, built on a Chrome core. It has elements of, um, of the good things about security from uh, Firefox. It's truly a great piece of work. Every computer should have Brave if it's uh, able to run it. Uh, your Mac could possibly be a 32-bit, but Brave will determine if your software is if it's capable, and it'll just give you the file. And thank you so much for the call. It's a great call. Uh, have a good day and stay cool. Just want to alert our listeners and you too, Doug, that uh, for any text messages that we didn't get to today, I'm going to print out and we can open up the show next week with those. What do you say? That sound good to you? Oh, that's a tremendous idea. I, I know people don't like to be missed, and, and that's uh, that's really nice. I, I'm all for it. All right. Let's see if we can't grab uh, at least one more text before we leave. This okay. one says, if I bought a MacBook Air in 2014, do I gain anything by replacing due to its age? It's working all right, but what does 2020 technology give with a new purchase? Yeah, Probably the biggest innovation is we talk an awful lot about SSD drives. And the first SSD drives just kick computers in the, in the behind like crazy. But since then... SSD technology has been improved upon one more time. 
and they are actually not using the drive bus to connect them. They're using the enhanced PCI bus, which in some cases will make that drive run. Now we're talking SSD to SSD drive, 20 to 25 times the speed of an SSD drive. They, she, that new computer, if it's got an NVMe, which stands for non-volatile memory enhancement, if it has an NVMe drive, some of these things are booting in like three to four seconds. They're phenomenal mm. machines. If you don't require that kind of speed, that 2014 Air is a nice little machine. I like them. But there's always advantages in technology. And to jump up six years, oh, yeah, you're going to see more than just the drive involved in that. Uh, chances are you're going to have a faster Wi-Fi. Chances are you're going to have a, a, a cleaner screen. It, there's some huge advantages to, to moving forward. And that's true in PCs or Mac. That's um, if I had the, 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 but don't throw away that MacBook Air. That's a valuable no. piece. Uh, great no. text. Wonderful text. Well, Doug, Doug, thanks a bunch. We're out of time. And let's do this again next week. As I said, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll begin the show with uh, these text messages that uh, oh, we didn't fantastic. get to today. We, we appreciate the patience. I'm going to give you a phone number and the site. And uh, it's 651-552-9543. That's Doug's number. 651-552-9543. Or uh, get on the web, WCCO, one word now, WCCOtech.com. Doug, we'll talk to you uh, next Saturday morning at 11, 11 o'clock or so, right? Fantastic, my man. Have a good week, Denny. You too. Thank you. Stay cool. That's Doug Swinhart. Yeah, we'll be back next Saturday, as I said, in the 11 o'clock hour. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.